Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi again, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. I am Darren Javag, the host, one of the hosts of the show, and I'm here with my co-host, Tina Murray. Tina Murray, what do we have going on today? So on today's show, we have Darren Latticer. He is a representative from Sun Life Financial. And so um, welcome to the show. I, I had thought you'd been here before, but this is your first time. So please first time. introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm Darren Latticer. I'm a financial planner with uh, Sun Life Financial. I've been with Sun Life for about three years. Um, I do all kinds of uh, financial planning uh, involving investing and insurance. I've been with DivorceNet for probably about a year and a half, I think, and uh, it's something I really enjoy because, you know, we get together monthly kind of thing and get to meet uh, a lot of great people, really knowledgeable people, Mm -hmm. and uh, every time I learn something new, so I really enjoy it. But this is the first time I've had the chance to do the podcast, so it's something new. Yeah. Well, well, we, you, we you got a radio voice, so I'm glad to yeah. have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and we keep dropping frames on our videos, so it's a great thing you have a radio a, voice. A face, nice, eh? a face for radio. Yeah. So I, you heard before the show, you said something about you were coaching your uh, somebody hockey later today. So tell us a little bit about yeah, you personally. Yeah, sure. So I have uh, two boys that are 13 and 15, and uh, they both play uh, hockey, competitive hockey. So. My older son, I, I'm an assistant coach on his team, so we'll be up in Renfrew tonight for a game, and I'll be uh, on the bench uh, trying to get a win out of the boys. You're out in the frew. Yeah. Out in the frew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm all over the valley. Uh, boy, I was in Cobden twice this week, and Renfrew, and Kempville. And wow. That's dedication, though, when you got kids together. Yeah. You do that, too. For, well, yeah, but my, my, kids play, my kids play house league, so mm. it's not quite as... Uh, quite as bad but uh still fun it's, yeah. it's all about fun yeah it? uh, it's a daily routine at our house yeah for sure yeah. I, i'm fortunate enough this year just to you know go squirrel a little bit um both my my youngest and my middle son uh, are playing on the same team this year hmm. so That's that is nice. uh it's my middle son's last year it is a huge blessing for me because it's fun to watch the two of them play Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is nice to have you. That. Yeah, I mean, we're getting yeah. uh, so we are getting near to the holidays right now, Darren. So we decided we're going to run a, a couple shows to talk to people and give them some advice around the holidays because we all know how crazy it can get, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, so trying to keep things in perspective. And when you're going through a divorce, I think that's uh, just an added uh, amount of stress for people. Mm-hmm. So. You are a financial advisor uh, working for Sun Life, right? So you're with Sun Life and uh, man after my own uh, my own uh, kind of like goals, heart. heart. Yeah, my <laughs> own goals and heart. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, planning and financial planning and when it comes to divorce, separation and the holidays. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk a little bit about budgeting? So that's a big question. I know I always start my conversations with budgeting because cash flow is so important. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some advice that you'd give people getting into the holidays? Sure. So, I mean, budgeting, I think everybody really hates the word budget. Creates stress among people, right? I mean, because it it automatically insinuates that, oh, you know, I have to limit myself or Mm -hmm. cut back or watch what I'm spending. And it's it's all about that. But the reality is, um, you know, this time of year is very stressful for people because of 
you know, financially they're spending money on Christmas and they're trying to figure out how they're going to pay for everything. Financial stress is, you know, three of the top four stress triggers for people are financial related and budgeting is one of those triggers. So it's something that uh, is always present in the financial planning process. And we try to address it. I mean, sometimes people like to try to come up with a better word for it. So it's not so negative mm-hmm. like you know, let's call it a spending plan sounds a little bit true <laughs> <laughs> i like you better no, yeah. <laughs> darren's always trying to get me on budgeting <laughs> you know, spending plan there you go. all right you know you get you get to spend money instead of have to stop spending money right 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 it could mean the exact same thing it's just the way you say it yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. It's, it's something that someone should look at I, I mean I don't know that everyone needs to be tracking every expense they make throughout the year but you should review <clears> it at least once a year you should go through that process maybe you've ha- never done it before but it's really about awareness of what's coming in and what's going out and where it's going and what the mm-hmm. impact of that is mm-hmm. and um, you know so it, it's where is your money going because and then when you look at it there's really only two ways to find money. Either you make more money or you cut back somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you win the lottery or you, you come into some inheritance or something like that. So you have to review that stuff. And, and most people, they tend to spend whatever is coming in, right? Yeah. Whatever it is. So if you're not careful, if you don't know where your money's going, if you're not paying yourself first and setting aside some money for savings and investing and, and things like that, then it's all gone. Right. So, um, you know, how, how should you do it? You should probably track your expenses, your incoming money that comes in from your salary and from other sources and, and where your money's going for a month or two. Look at, uh, and it's pretty easy nowadays, right? I mean, you can look at your credit card statements or, or you can go online and look at your, your account. Yeah. And most people have a pretty good handle on their fixed expenses, like their mortgage their car payment, um, utilities, things like that. They know what it is, but a lot of times they tend to underestimate the variable type stuff. Like how much are you actually spending on food or or Mm -hmm. gas for your car or entertainment, things like that. Mm -hmm. So if you look, you go back and look at your credit card bill for the last couple of months, you'll get a better idea. And it's probably more than you actually thought. Right. hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, and then put that into perspective. I mean, just if, if you're spending, if you're every day you go to work, go to work five days a week, if you're buying a coffee and a muffin every day and it's spending $4 a day, five days a week, all year long, it's costing you a thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And that's just a muffin and a coffee. Yeah. yeah. One muffin and one <clears> coffee. One muffin, one coffee. And, and if you're in a, a 40% tax bracket, you need to earn a dollar 67 in salary for every dollar that you're going to spend right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that thousand dollars is costing you like seventeen hundred dollars a year in salary right mm-hmm. that's a really good way to look at it actually a lot of people don't think of gross versus net salary so, yeah and, you know. or if you're spending ten dollars a day on lunch mm-hmm. you know uh, over the course of a year that's going to be you know twenty six hundred dollars mm-hmm. um, in, in money out the door but it's it's going to be over four thousand dollars in salary yeah. I know one of the things I always like to say is I always say um, I don't care if you buy your coffee at Tim Hortons or Starbucks right it, where you buy it is not not important what's more important is understanding that cost over time like mm-hmm. how much you're spending because it's like water through your fingers mm-hmm. right and if you're not 
if you're not like at least being trying to make yourself aware of it, mm -hmm. right? Then then it's just it's literally just going to leave your account without you knowing it, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And you think it's it's a small amount at the time, like two dollars here, two dollars yeah. there, but it adds up. I mean, if if you even uh, you take a cup of coffee and it, instead of buying it every day at, at Tim Hortons or Starbucks, if you brew your own at home, mm -hmm. you know, just that savings alone over the over time, that's costing you or saving you however you look at it, over 30 years, if you invested that difference in your RSP, it's close to $90,000. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, it's yeah. substantial. So if you're looking, you're saying, I don't have any money, I can't cut here or there, cut a dollar here, a dollar there, it yeah. adds up it does. substantially yeah. over yeah. time. I know I know when Tim Hortons did their increase last year, they did it twice. And yeah, Do you remember that post? That. I put a post yeah. up and I actually did the, I crunched the numbers on the increase, right? And I think the increase was, so based on the five cent increase, it, it was like an extra for me, it was an extra $30 a year, you know, just because I drink like probably five or six coffees a week, right? And then I was like, well, hang on a second. If that's $30, how much is it like the whole year costing me in coffee? And I did the math on that and it was like $600. And that was just the coffee part. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, when I go, I end up having a donut and da 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 da. So yeah. like you were saying about the $1,000, that's bang it's it it really it's impactful because now you start thinking about what you could do with that thousand yeah. dollars right yeah. so you're right yeah, yeah so if, if you look at it and figure out where your money's going and then you prioritize and you automate or or, or pay yourself first mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then that money's gone and it's it's put away to where it should go and then you can spend whatever's left and you know if you if you run out well you run out right mm -hmm. but you've taken care of the, the priorities and what's most important first so we, we talk about budgeting for for the holidays and, and there's lots of extra expenses whether you celebrate Christmas or not there tends to be more uh, events happening and just I don't know it just there's lots of people we know that don't celebrate Christmas but still have lots of food expenses etc cetera, etc cetera. so probably telling somebody to start budgeting for that now uh, being as it's we're very close to to Christmas or the holidays is not the right time but I budget uh, every two weeks I put a hundred dollars away which doesn't sound like a lot but I put a hundred dollars away every two weeks for Christmas and I started in November 1st and then I withdraw it, no, October 31st, basically. So I have budgeted for Christmas, right? Mm, that's a good, um, that's, that's a, a very good, that's a good way to do it. I've yeah. been doing that for years. My mom and I have been doing that for years. We put, she puts X amount in and I put X amount in. And then, you know, that, that, that should pay for everything. And it doesn't always, but then I'm not scrambling. Or right? stressed. Or stressed. I know I have the money. And if there's extra money, if there is extra money in the account, then I can do with it whatever I choose, right? Exactly. Um, but so. That, <laughs> I love that term, extra money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, don't don't step on my extra money. I, right? have, <laughs> I have three three children. There's never any There's extra no money. Such thing but extra it, money. It, it's it's that two thousand or you know twenty six hundred dollars that I have in my account plus a little bit of interest, which we usually spend to shop like for lunch or whatever. But it's one less thing I have to do, and literally we've been doing it for twenty years. Um, and um, that's that you know budgeting for Christmas is. Is sort of in my way that's you have to start early you can't start in December no because again all your money is gone right it's because you, you tend to spend what you have right and by the time you get there then you're like oh yeah Christmas it's not like you didn't know it was coming it's, mm -hmm. it comes every year right mm -hmm. I mean and all of a sudden you're you're racking up some debt and then January's like well, how am I gonna pay for this right mm -hmm. yeah the debt part is the thing that really kind of sets people back right because they 
they start the new year mm -hmm. and they're starting it off with debt. So you're starting off like at a, at a deficit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then you're fighting through the year to get rid of that debt. Right? To start so, over again. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in the next, next season. Right. Yeah. Right. So the budgeting, the budgeting piece is sort of a holistic thing. It, it, it can't just start now. It's got to start. It's got to start now, but it's got to start now for the holidays for next year and for for life events, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it should be part of your overall financial plan, right? I mean, it should be a portion of it. You should always be setting aside money for, you know, your typical, your regular monthly expenses, but also for some of the, the, the less regular stuff like, you know, repairs, car repairs, home repairs, uh, Christmas, different events, so mm -hmm. if you're planning for a trip, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plan so that, ahead of time. So that, that actually brings up one of the questions that I was going to ask is about automated savings. So tell us, tell us what that is. Like, like I know in our industry, we call it a PAC, right? Like a right. pre-authorized contribution, right? So, but for, you know, for people out there that are just thinking savings, tell us a little bit about how that helps them. Well, the, the automation portion portion of it is the, is the best way to do it because then it's it's kind of out of sight out of mind it's taken care of and again what you have left is what you have left mm -hmm. and you know really again finding money is difficult but getting started on something like this you know it, it's it's ninety percent behavioral and it's ten yeah. percent financial right right so, and the automation side takes that the most difficult part out of the equation. Right. It's like, I think of it like, you know, if, if you want to start exercising, going to the gym, it's really hard to get started. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you can and get started <laughs> and keep doing it and force yourself there until you work your way up and you get, uh, then you become like addicted. It just becomes part of your routine, part of your daily routine, part of your life. And you can't go without it. If you miss, you feel bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So it becomes just, normal right so if you automate things that that's what you're doing mm -hmm. and you know sometimes i'll say you know why don't you have a few automated accounts it's really easy with online banking right now right mm -hmm. you have your checking account which your your pay comes into you use for your daily monthly expenses that kind of thing but have have a couple of high interest savings accounts that you can you know you'll have one for your emergency fund right where you accumulate, say, three months living expenses over the course of time. Like, you can't set that away right all at once, but if you save for a while, you'll build that up, and then it's taken care of. Have another one where you're putting in, maybe it's uh, it's your Christmas uh, savings fund, um, saving for, you know, those unforeseen car repairs that come up or, or house repairs, so that when something does come up, you can pull it from your savings. You, you've got money. Mm -hmm. And then always obviously automate for TFSA uh, deposits and um, RRSP deposits or an RESP if you have children you're saving for their education automate that stuff it's the pay yourself first kind of thing and then it's it's taken care of and whatever's left then you know you can spend it on your your regular activities going out for dinner here and there whatever it is that you like to do right mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you've kind of got everything set up and if, if you do that you'll almost never have a problem, right? Right. You'll, you'll live within your means. You'll live within your means. You'll be prepared for the future. You'll be setting aside money for, for down the road, for retirement, for, you know, on for education, things like that. And, mm -hmm. you, and whatever you have, you can spend. Yep. And then, you know, again, it, 
at this time of year a couple of tips that I sometimes give is you know like maybe at this time of year you're getting a bonus or, or maybe you know starting the new year you're getting a raise mm-hmm. take at least some of that money if you if you think you ideally take it all like if you're getting a two percent raise say I'm gonna set that two percent aside for the next year and put it into the savings throw it into the TFSA or the IRSP or or pay down some debt with it or something like that right that's a great idea because if you're already you're doing fine you're functioning fine with what you have then take that extra and put it away mm-hmm. or a bonus you know or pay down some debt mm-hmm. you know take a portion of it at least yeah you know maybe you want to take some and enjoy it too and do something for yourself sure great but take a portion of it and and like pay down some debt or, or put some of it away and mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about like budgeting and, um, you know, a divorcing or separating client. You, you know, I look at a lot of households and, and in my profession and all of our professions, we see lots of people with financial struggles, <laughs> uh, whether they're married or separated, divorced, single, whatever, right? <coughs> um, and so, you know, you see a lot of clients that, you know, come into our offices that have, are, are struggling to make ends meet with one household. Um, And now they're divorcing or separating, and now there are two households with the same amount of money, Mm. right? It's true, right? I heard lots of my friends or people say, I can't afford to get divorced. We can barely afford to live with the two of us in the same house, (laughs) you know? Like, no way, you know? And I just, how, how, that is overwhelming at the best of times. Now we're Christmas and holiday seasons, but like, how does the budget come in or how do you deal with clients in that situation like obviously their budget is now shot they gotta rework everything yeah of course I mean again you know people they somehow make it work right I mean this happens all the time mm-hmm. you know almost 50% of people right eventually ultimately this, this happens to so they you find a way to make it work right um, Obviously, if, if it's new to you, you're going to have to reset your whole financial outlook. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, there's a bunch of steps you have to go through. I mean, if it's brand new, you're just starting out, you're going to probably want to review things like, um, well, what's my benefit coverage, for example? If, if I was using my, my spouse's benefits, well, mm-hmm. maybe I don't have coverage now, mm-hmm. right? And maybe I, it's something I need to look into, or uh, maybe it's something that, the cost benefit doesn't make sense for me, you know, right mm-hmm. now, maybe something like, uh, maybe life insurance, for example, or disability or critical illness is more important because I'm the sole provider for myself and my kids now, right? right. And if something happens to me where I'm not making my salary mm-hmm. or there's a, I have to take some time off or whatever, then I need to have the financial means to do that. Mm-hmm. to support myself maybe in the past you know if someone goes off for a period of time while well, the other person can kind of cover right, right. but yeah that's not the case right now so you have to look at that and then you have to you know you have to reset for the long-term outlook as well like preparing for retirement in the future as a single person mm-hmm. you know i mean maybe sometime down the road you're going to be in another relationship but until that happens you should really be planning for how it is on your own right and whatever it is you need to take care of and it, it's going to be difficult um, but you have to again it's starting is is half the battle and mm-hmm. you should be looking at 
getting a plan together mm -hmm. and start executing on that plan because and again savings it's more important than you start than you start saving huge amounts right sometimes people are afraid because they say i don't have the money we'll start with a very small right. amount and, and ultimately work up over time just like again going to the gym you don't get go in there on day one and or buff put you <laughs> yeah. know 200 yeah. pounds yeah. on the bar and get yeah, underneath yeah. it and try yeah. and lift it right because you'll crush yourself yeah right yeah you you work your way up over time right mm -hmm. but get started and then review it quarterly and try to try to make some increases even again small increases it all adds up over time mm -hmm. i think one of the things too is you have to challenge yourself right because i think one of the things i find for people is they'll use excuses why they don't do things right mm -hmm. and so whenever and, and and this is one of the things that goes through my mind is when somebody says well i don't have the money the first thing like it's almost like instant in my head it's like well how long do you want it to be that way Right. Because if you're not going right. to take the steps to ease, to at least try to to change it, then three years from now we're going to be having this conversation again because you're going to be saying I don't have the money. Mm -hmm. So you have to do something about it, right? Um, I think you're right though. Like the overwhelming part of just many times people when they're goal setting, and this is what we're talking about is really goals, right? Whether they're small or large. But I think lots of times. Um, a great analogy is the eating the elephant. You ever heard that? Somebody will say, eat the elephant one bite, one bite at a time. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's, it's saying, okay, look, I've, I see this ultimate goal. Yeah. How do I get there? And where's, where's the baby steps that I need to take mm -hmm. to get and accomplish that, mm -hmm. right? So, um, yeah, I think, I, I think in, the, in, in, in my experience is that that's where you start, right? Is you just start with pen to paper, you know? What do you want to accomplish? So, like, mm -hmm. what, like we were just talking about goals. Um, what are some good goals for people to set financially for 2020? Like, well, yeah, I mean, goals is is the the only way you'll ever get anywhere is to have some sort of goal mm -hmm. that you write down or that you have it in your head. And and I mean, if, if you don't have a financial plan, mm -hmm. that should be your goal. There's a goal right there. You know, yep. Yep. Get a financial plan started and start executing on it. Because, right. I mean, that that is a financial plan is your roadmap to right. your goals. I'm right? glad you said that. Yeah. So, and if you do have one, well, then you should be looking at if any circumstances have changed. I mean, if obviously if you're getting a divorce or a separation, that's a major, uh, major change in circumstances. So you have to review and change and update your plan. Mm -hmm. Or if your other goals have changed, like you have some sort of goal that you want to, I don't know, travel somewhere, buy a buy a vacation property, whatever it is, you should try to. Um, incorporate that into your plan mm -hmm. right so the financial plan is really really the key to achieving success because otherwise you're just I mean is, is your plan to win the lottery somebody actually walked into my office one time with a with a lot of 649 tickets said here's my retirement plan and put it on my desk they were like they just bought it they bought yeah. the ticket but I was like it made me laugh um, uh, one thing you mentioned there is his plan and uh, I think one of the struggles I think in the industry is 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 how uh, ambiguous that term is a financial plan right. right because people will hear it but they don't know what it is no. so they hear it on the radio and they say oh just get a financial plan done and then you know some people will I'll, I'll see they'll say oh yeah, yeah I got a plan right here and then they pull out their financial statement or their their investment statement right. from from an institution and I'm like okay that that's an investment statement saying what you have asset wise 
But do you have a financial plan that looks at cash flow, taxation? Uh, um, you know, it talks a little bit about fixed and variable expenses. Like it shows everything on a grid. It shows the 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 um, uh, the 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 debt going down. So it shows you you paying off your mortgage, paying off your credit cards, paying off your. Does it show you all though very clearly? And I, I honestly would say that, that probably 70, 80 percent of the people that I talk to don't have one of those, mm -hmm. right? So sure. that's that's what you do in your industry, right? Is is planning that kind of planning? Exactly, and I mean. It's about that individual and that individual's goals, right? So you just start with goals. So, mm -hmm. um, like, okay, what, like, yeah. like, when do you want to retire? Right. Like what What is retirement for you? Is right. It, you know, what do you want to do in retirement? Right. And what do you require from a financial perspective to mm -hmm. make that happen? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I look at my parents versus my in-laws, and my parents want to travel all the time. Like, well, not all the time, but they're mm -hmm. in their late 70s and 80s, and they go two or three times a year. Um, my in-laws are quite happy to drive to Kingston and come back, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So their financial plan looks way different than my in-laws, right? Mm -hmm. And it, 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 they're both very happy. Personalized. It's, right? it's individual for each person, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't just um, can't paint everyone with the same brush and say, here's your plan. Right. I'll just yeah. get a plan out of the plan drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn, I'm all of these plans. Let me go. I got to open a fresh box of plans. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I like yeah. it. You know, yeah. so you factor in your goals, um, you know, uh, education, savings, your goals for your kids, yeah. um, uh, whatever other goals that you, you may have. Paying off debt. Paying off debt. debt. Um, maybe it's acquiring some rental properties or, or vacation properties or mm -hmm. or. <clears throat> how to transfer existing properties down the road to your children or things like that, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So you put all that into a plan. And then you, you also look at some of the uncontrollable things, some of the contingency planning, like things that could throw your plan Outside. Off, off track, yeah. right? The GPS goes down. Yeah, if, if you're GPS, you lose the satellite, then what? You know, you're just driving aimlessly, right? So you got to get back on track and, and you got to make sure you're kind of, there's some protection there if things go wrong mm -hmm. you know an illness or a premature death or something like that mm -hmm. throws your plan off track but again it, it's if you get a plan and you get started mm -hmm. you'll get there yeah right and it's about getting you know get rich slowly kind of thing right mm -hmm. it's because yeah go buy the lottery tickets but you can't rely on that as long yeah. as you've built that those into your budget and and it's also about reviewing right and i think that's another stumbling block mm -hmm. is that one is people maybe don't know what a plan is completely and number two they don't update it and review it mm -hmm. so oh yeah i had one of those done five years ago mm -hmm. okay five years is a long time a lot changes in your life over five years mm -hmm. have you looked at it again right have you pulled it out, blown the dust off the thing and said you know yeah. is this still relevant yeah. right so so I just uh, one thing I wanted to say, Darren, is uh, is you know it sounds overwhelming, but I think with you know I like to refer to it as financial coaches, mm -hmm. right? So you don't get up one morning and go run the Boston Marathon. You get up, you know, over you know two years every morning, and you run a little bit farther and a little bit longer. And and I think the real value uh, from relationships is having somebody that's going to call you at five in the morning and say, "Get out of bed." Yeah. <laughs> And go run that extra mile, right? So that's like what I refer to as the financial coach, yeah. right? So exactly. um, why don't you tell everybody how to get a hold of you? And um, sure, uh, we go from there. Well, I'm uh, available by phone at 613-290-0266 or by email at Darren, 
D A R R E N <laughs> dot Latticer L A D O U C E U R at sunlife dot com. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And uh, you're on the DivorceNet website. I'm on the DivorceNet website. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I, I try to, and I I do share articles um, and posts on LinkedIn from time to time, and, and often they are. I've done a couple recently that are, again are getting off on the on the right foot following a divorce mm -hmm. or, or mm -hmm. some of the income tax considerations whenever um, you, you separate or divorce some of those things Good. there's lots Excellent. of information on there as well and, all right yeah. well thank you for coming out today we really appreciate it and uh, hopefully some people take just even a little bit of your advice and, and help get them on that road plan yeah, to, just a nudge to get started right? yeah That's absolutely all it takes. yeah right. thank you very much right. it's a pleasure yeah. all right thanks You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.